is the Under Center Podcast. And you're welcome back to the Under Center Podcast with myself, Dara, and I have Dion alongside me too, but we're not alone. We are delighted to welcome on our second guest for our Super Bowl show. You may have seen her on Speak on FS1, um, also previously on the Colin Coward show as well. Joy Taylor. Joy, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. I'm sure it's quite a busy week leading up to the Super Bowl and we really appreciate any sort of time that you have for us today. No, I'm happy to be here. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Um, first question I always ask with, with the guests and stuff as well. Um, have you ever been to Ireland or have you got any plans to go to Ireland? I haven't been to Ireland, but I do okay. have plans to come to Ireland. I will be in Ireland in a well, I guess in a month or so. Yeah, in a month. So I've never come okay. before, but I'm bringing my mother. It was her 70th birthday this last week, and uh, she's always wanted to go. So I am taking her uh, on a mother-daughter trip to Ireland. So we're gonna go. To, we're gonna go to Dublin, which I'm very excited about. Nice. Oh, excellent, excellent stuff. And have you got a? Have you got your trip planned out? If you know exactly where where you need to go. Yeah, I'm a big itinerary person. I, I like to travel a lot and I, I I leave room for a little chaos, you know, for, for a little adventure. But especially if it's somewhere I haven't been before and there's things I really want to see, I always find it's nice to, you know, check and see if you need tickets for something. You know, if there's a recommended time you need to go, if something's going to close at a certain time, you know, do a little research so you're not just running around and, you know, feeling like you miss stuff. So um yeah we have a we have a pretty pretty solid itinerary i'm very excited about it what what's top of the list what's your favorite thing you're looking forward to the most well we're gonna go to the cliffs of more which i'm very excited about yeah um i'm a big game of thrones fan so i'm gonna go nerd out there and uh, i'm also pretty excited she's a big whiskey drinker my mom and uh so we're gonna check out the it's the jameson uh yeah take your pick yeah yeah. Every third corner is a whiskey distillery in Dublin, so you'll be all well, right. I'm a, uh, I'm, we're from Pittsburgh originally. Uh, she was born and raised there, obviously lived there most of her life, and I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is it's pretty well known for its its pubs as well, and actually has a, has a really fun St. Patrick's Day parade in a big Irish community there. So um, we're, she's... We're we're ready. I feel we're ready. Good, I'm not good. I'm not like twenty five year old joy ready, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna harken back to that for for that week and, and see what we can do. Yeah. Well, for the whiskey distillery especially, it's great because there's so many different things you can do. So you can do the walking tour. There's like a a whiskey tasting tour you can also do. Um, we actually were at one a couple of weeks ago. It was a cocktail making class, um, oh. which was great. So we went and um it's a big round table and they have all the ingredients in front of you and so i think we made a, a whiskey sour and an old-fashioned um he runs you through it and you make it there and it, it was actually a really really good experience i love an old-fashioned so that that yeah. will be something we look into <laughs> also just a, a little tip as well if you happen to be there early or if you have some time afterwards there is a great pub um just a little up from it called the cobblestone um okay. it's it's great first of all the, it's the guinness is fantastic um next of all then that is where you get a lot of traditional irish music in it as well oh, okay. um that they they always have people playing like in a corner or something like that and everyone's just there standing with their pint 
just enjoying the music, having a good time. It's definitely worth going to um, for a, a little sense of like proper Irishness there that maybe you wouldn't normally see, like if you're on itineraries planning for it and stuff. The cobblestone. The cobblestone, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna have you guys send that to me afterwards. We'll send it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, we'll I, send need, it I need the local recommendations too. So, yeah, no problem. We will definitely send that on afterwards for sure. But um, one other question I have to ask you before we get into obviously the serious matters of the football and stuff like that for the for the Super Bowl itself. If you're at home watching it, what is the Super Bowl snack of choice then that you would have to have for it? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big wings person, so I as of right now will be home watching the Super Bowl. We'll be there live during the week, but because we do a show here in the studio, I'm in my dressing room at the studio. We do a, sh- a show live on from LA on Monday. I usually come back to LA even after the Super Bowl coverage. So as I'm I'm probably not going to Super Bowl this year. I will probably be home, and I will be ordering lemon pepper wings. Oh, nice. Nice lemon pepper wings is a good one. Um, we don't sort of have that much here if you want for not a big need for lemon pepper, it's mostly just as a barbecue and buffalo at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, you, yes, see the, you, gotta, you gotta get the lemon pepper, yeah. There. And yeah. the Super Bowl's in the middle of the night for us, so like we kind of already had our dinner, it's a little bit uh, of uh, midnight <laughs> snacking. So, super spicy hot wings don't don't lend itself well to going to sleep. Yeah, Bowl, you might want to stick to some pretzels or something, yeah. That's a that's a typical sort of DB line right there. Like, actually, enjoy a little sighting. We uh we actually play on a, a football team here in Ireland, American football team, and uh, they're called the North Dublin Fires. And, and Fiona's uh actually our star safety, so that's why he's talking nice. about not eating too heavy in the middle of the night. But see now me. <laughs> I'm a D lineman, so I'm like, if you want to give me wings at half eleven at night or half eleven in the morning, just give me the wings. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta you know bulk up, play that position. Exactly. It's it's bulking season three sixty-five for me, you know. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, also another person who is um doing quite well playing football is actually I noticed it, your nephew, Mason. He's had a great uh, freshman year there, LSU. He is. I'm very proud of him. He is he's a true footballer. He loves to play football. He's He's into it from the moment he started playing. It's really in him. And I'm really proud of him. He had a great freshman season. He's a true freshman also. So he didn't redshirt. So he went straight from high school to LSU and had that performance this year and is now minted into the you know LSU lore with that win over Alabama. So um, he's he's done a great job. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do next season with a another year of coach Kelly's recruiting and, and development there. So it was exciting for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, being the auntie as well, you, you, I'm sure you're not afraid to say to him as well, Mason, <laughs> if you had a bad game, I'm going to be telling everybody, <laughs> everyone, <laughs> no, on, everyone on know, speak is going to know. <laughs> I'm a big softy. I mean, he didn't really have, you know, bad games, but I, I, I do. I'm a big softy with them. Um, I'm not quite as hard on them as I am, you know, the, the professional players, but you know, I think in college in general, I'm a little bit softer with, you mm. know, critiquing these, you know, these are, I don't like to call them kids because they're young men and, and young women, but you know, they're not professionals and the expectations should be as such, you know, when you get paid to do something, I mean, I get paid to do this. I should be held to a, to a standard 
of that, you know, it's, there's expectations that come with that. So, you know, I, I think for, for college kids in general, and I am, I'm sure you guys understand how insane college football fans are, uh, particularly SEC fans. It's a, definitely a lifestyle. And it's also, it's difficult for, you know, us as older adults to process negative feedback and social media feedback. So I had the privilege at 36 years of age of growing up. Uh, I remember before the internet. So I certainly remember before social media. And, you know, I, I've grown a callus towards that kind of feedback. And, you know, I do feel for young people who are in any kind of business, whether it's, you know, just, you know, being a, a pop star, being a football player, being a volleyball player, you know, anytime that you're in the public eye as a, as a young person dealing with that kind of, you know, just feedback in general, because I don't think that we're really programmed to get this much feedback, good or bad as humans, mm -hmm. like we should just not know how this many people feel about us. So there's a lot to process. But um, for, for that reason, I'm, I'm a big softy with them. You know, I try to make sure that they they stay encouraged and don't pay too much attention to what people are saying, you know, when you lose or things don't go your way, because they're very fickle. They're going to, you know, love you when everything is great. And they're going to say terrible things about you when everything is bad. And, you know, you should strive to find a place where you can stay level headed about all of it and, and really ignore the, the good and the bad from it. Yeah. And it, it is, it's fascinating because I, I kind of, when it comes to especially college football, because you have these sort of like diehard, you know, especially like if you're from that this place, this is your team, you know, college football. It's similar over here because we have our local game, like GA Gaelic football. Like if you're born in uh, a county similar to a state, like that's your team. And people, people are so, you know, engrossed in it when it comes to that season that like um, they just want the best for it. And like you're saying, it can be tough sometimes to – understand that like okay these guys are college students you know they're they're going to mess up we have to allow it but it, it kind of they have to do they to try and think like that but then they also be like well like this is still my team and i still want them to win right right and it's it's hard as fans to balance that because fan is short for fanatic and you know none of this none of this what we do is reasonable when you really think about it <laughs> so it's it is kind of hard to stay balanced but you know, that's, that's why for me, even when I, you know, do the show every day, it's important to remember you're talking about, you know, human beings who are doing their best, you know, and are, are trying to win. And, you know, there's nobody out there who's like, I don't care if we win or lose. So even if it's just, you know, I want to win because I'm going to make more money, there's everyone has different motivations. So just, just keep in mind that, you know, somebody has to lose. And sometimes it's not because, they don't care or because they're stupid or because they, you know, aren't good. There's got to be a winner and a loser and the winner gets to tell the story and the loser has to deal with the negativity. That's how it goes. But it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the end all be all. No. Well, while we're on that point, Joy, there, I think there's no greater example of that than the Super Bowl. It's two, the two best teams that have played all season. They are the two best teams, but one of them's going to lose this thing. And there's two quarterbacks involved, obviously Patrick Mahomes, is becoming quickly a legend of the NFL at the moment. Uh, Jalen Hurts has played outstanding this season after maybe a little bit of criticism the season prior. Has he faced, in your opinion, pressure like this so far in his 
young career. And do you think maybe it's going to make life a little bit more difficult for him in this Super Bowl because Mahomes has been there, done that. He he has a little bit of a rhythm. He kind of knows how the day and the week is going to fall and how it's going to pan out. The, does that play in at this level in your in your experience? Oh, yeah, I definitely think it matters. I mean, Super Bowl week is crazy for us. So Super Bowl week for the players is really chaotic. There's a lot going on. You're having to do a lot of different things. Your routine is totally messed up. Um, it's obviously a ton of pressure. You're preparing in a different place. You know, there's there's just a lot of factors. And I, nothing is everything, but everything is something. And when you have that experience, to your point, Mahomes knows what to expect, what he's walking into, what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like. You know, experience in these games matters. Now, will it end up mattering? Who knows? We have to watch the game and see what happens. We've seen, we were talking about uh, Nick Foles earlier, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles just a few years ago. I mean, he's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady obviously had much more experience than Nick Foles in the NFL, let alone in, you know, Super Bowl games. And it just didn't matter. So, you know, I do think it's something. And I think that Jalen Hurts is the type of player that, he will handle it well. He's he's not somebody who gets too high or too low. You know, he's obviously shown that he's a, he's a leader and, and can play at, at a high level. And he's overcome some things this year. He's obviously still dealing with an injury as well as Patrick Mahomes is. So I have faith that he'll he'll play a poised game. But you know, the, it is it is a different week for sure. It's a really you know a different two weeks because you're you're rehabbing. You're making sure that you're healthy. Then you're traveling out to Arizona. You're getting set up in your hotel you're finding out, you know, where you're getting your food from, like all these little things that you don't have to think about during the regular season and don't have to think about when you're home, you know, they all play a factor in how much sleep you're getting and all those things. So again, it could matter. It could not, but uh, it is going to be a different week. Sorry, we can't hear you. Sorry about that. I was going to say, uh, I was in the middle of a great point there. And then my <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll continue on anyway. But um, I was going to say the extended media coverage that comes with Super Bowl week as well. Um, you know, a lot of guys obviously appearing on, on TV shows and then obviously the, the press conferences as well is more intense than it has been obviously with a normal game week too, which is something for like, like, where hurts and any other player who's gone to their first Super Bowl as well that they 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 haven't experienced it before and it's going to be all new to them too. Yeah, it it is going to be different for everybody. All the all the new young players and it's a huge stage. You know, there's there's a lot of pressure. It's your whole season. In some cases, your whole career will come down to this one game in this one moment. And generally, Super Bowls that are you know tightly contest contested come down to one play. So to one person's mistake or one person's, you know, great play. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very intense atmosphere for, for the players and, and keep in mind also the coaches as well, you know, you can kind of get into your own head. You have to make quick decisions and situational football. And Andy Reid is a great coach who has a lot of experience at the, at a high level, including a Super Bowl and coaching in another Super Bowl. And, this is Nick Sirianni, who is a young coach, his big first big moment like this. So, um, you know, I think they're two really evenly matched teams. The Philadelphia's roster is obviously much deeper than the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you look at the experience at the coaching position, at their leadership positions, and of course, 
Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You know, I think I think we got the two best teams in the league, obviously the, the two one seeds, and we're going to get a – I'm hoping for a really great game. Hmm. How do you approach this week? Because obviously it's – as you said, it's, it's almost two weeks, and you, you mentioned as well at the start of the show is like everything is something – but it's also nothing. And on the media side of things, how do you guys, is it tough for you guys? Is it your Super Bowl? If there's a lot of media coverage, you're interviewing a lot of players. Nowadays, they're very media trained. Every once in a while, we get a Marshawn Lynch who says, I'm not here, so I don't get fined. And everyone loves that. But how, how do you guys do? Is it a lot more background research, trying to find that nugget, trying to find that information, that that golden piece of news or or text or snippet that that makes it interesting. That isn't just the same as what everyone else has got. Sorry about that. No problem. <laughs> um, no, it definitely it definitely is our Super Bowl too. Um, well, we're not reporters, at least on on our show. Sure, so, sure. You know, we don't we sort of react to what the you know the the reporters are giving us from the press conferences. But you know, it is it's where everyone's covering the same thing you know exactly. we're all covering the same game we're all using the same sound bites we're all following the same twitter beefs and all you know all that stuff mm-hmm. so it, it's interesting to find a new angle and to find something that makes your coverage unique when you know everyone is is talking about the same interviews and everyone is using the same mahomes soundbite and a lot of the same players are going around and you know in the car wash to different shows so yeah, it is. It is. A, it's a challenge to find a, a you know a fresh angle on a on a game that you've really covered for two weeks because, you know, once the championship games are done and we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, we really have two weeks of shows to do. <laughs> now, we've gotten a lot of news this week outside of the Super Bowl with Tom Brady mm-hmm. retiring and Sean Payton getting hired with the Broncos and D'Amico Ryan's getting hired with the Texans and now we have some Aaron Rodgers news. So we've gotten some other stuff which is broken up the you know the Super Bowl coverage a little bit but yeah you're you're always trying to find um find new angles and do the best show because this is when you know the whole world is watching I'm sure the Pro Bowl as well will get five or ten minutes of airtime at some point over the next week I don't know how do you think this is going to play out it's a little bit off topic but uh what's your what's your take on the new on the new Pro Bowl scheme I think they had to do something, yeah. you know, it's the game. Everyone knows nobody was really trying in those games. And it's kind of almost dangerous because you guys know you play football. If you're not trying, then it's always somebody this dangerous out there, you know, not taking it serious. And then someone gets hurt and I mean, God forbid you get hurt in the pro bowl. Um, and it just fans know fans know it's not, it's not serious. So I think we'll see, we'll see what the the skills, you know, the flag football thing looks like i will say i don't really find the nba all-star game itself to be that interesting i mean it's all offense although you know it 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 matters a little bit more now but i mean this three-point contest the dunk contest the skills competition even the celebrity game like all that's like interesting and fun it's not we're not watching it like compelled you know but it's fun it's fun to watch we don't take it too seriously and you know it's cool to be the three point winner at the at the all star. It's cool to win the dunk contest. We talk about those things. So it could be the pivot that the Pro Bowl needed because we have example. Like to me, I love the home run derby for baseball. 
I don't really care about watching the game that much, you know. It, mm. I mean, it's again like they've they've done things that make it matter, but like to me, the home run derby is really fun. It's not that serious, but like it's cool to win the home run derby, and they've made some changes to it that make it really compelling. And you have a clock, and you know, there's a little more urgency to it. So we'll see. I'm optimistic that the changes will help it become more interesting. Um, I'm here for content, so if they can find something that makes it urgent, then I'm all here for it because it wasn't working before. So I will say I'll give them credit for pivoting. Yeah, I think that's right. Like, even just seeing online when it comes around the Pro Bowl time, the one sort of video I see reoccurring every year is when they used to do the the long throw competition back in the nineties, and obviously the they're very, I think it's already come off the come the long drive this year competition that they that they're bringing in. So any sort of thing that just makes it a little more interesting and will help. I think was it during the COVID year when they couldn't have it they played Madden together it was different and I think that had people's eyes on it because it was different and it wasn't the usual one because like seeing Mac Jones run for a 60 yards quarterback keeper last last season and, and having like 40 yards of, of green grass with no one going after him I think people then realize like yeah these guys just they're they're, they're as uninterested as we are watching it and it, it was definitely worth time for a change for sure um Joy before we before we let you go, I'd love to 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 know about how things are going with with Speak because obviously it's different to what you were doing previously with Colin because that was obviously more one on one and this one now is kind of a more roundtable and you're getting to give your point of view a lot more on this show as well and how have you found the transition over? So I loved working with Colin. It was a it was a great run that we had on the show. We really enjoyed working with each other. We're still very good friends. Um, and it was, you know, it was time for me to transition into a space where, you know, I was a, a full-time opinionist, you know, I wasn't in a role anymore. And, you know, it was my show as much as anyone else's on the show and speak has been great. I mean, the guys are really fun to work with. We have a lot of fun every day, which is, you know, which is always great <laughs> when you can enjoy your job and the people that you work with. So, we we get to you know have a lot of input in the topics that we do and we're really passionate you know speakers and try to do a show that really reflects our personalities and what we're interested in and you know what we we find compelling and hope that the you know the viewer finds it compelling too so it's it's been really fun i've really enjoyed this season um i'm excited to do some live shows from super bowl from arizona and i i've enjoyed it it's been a it's been a pretty seamless transition um really from every show that i've done on fox from undisputed to herd because i did a lot of fill-in work on herd before i came over from undisputed and then moving from from herd to speak i had done similar fill-in work on speak so i'd worked with the guys before coming over so it's um it's been very great i really enjoyed it and um i hope everyone else is enjoying watching it too yeah, definitely. It's 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 been it's been fantastic. It now it's tough for us over here with the time difference, but definitely catching up on it is 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 fantastic. And I, I just I want to ask as well because you mentioned obviously your time with undisputed, and I, I listened to you on a previous podcast talk about you know putting the shows together, and I think you mentioned that um, when you were with Skip and Shannon, you would have say a fifteen minute sort of prep together, and then they would go off with their producers and sort of work out the show. Whereas with Colin, it was kind of more of like a two hour meeting with sort of running through everything, wanting to to get everything covered. 
which sort of side of that would you prefer yourself personally and and then probably on the back of that then what sort of uh, how does it work there on speak at the moment so i'm sort of in the middle which is kind of what we do on speak so we will have our our topics lined up early in the morning or the night before and then obviously we see what changes throughout the day and i will prep with my producer my personal producer and I'll go over, you know, we'll have each topic and, okay, this is the question. These are statistics I, that I would need for this. Let's build, a, you know, a graphics when we talk about this. Um, let's pull this piece of tape, whatever. So we'll go through the whole show, myself and the producer. And then I'll come to work, you know, do hair and makeup. And then we'll do a meeting all together. So we'll do a half an hour meeting uh, about an hour before the show where, you know, the four of us and all of our producers are together in a room. And we go through and see where everybody is on each topic. Sometimes we'll really get into it and kind of do the whole segment in the meeting and then have to be like, okay, save it for TV. <laughs> We're getting like too excited about this. We need to save this energy for the show. Um, and then sometimes we just bounce to the topic, like, okay, this is where you are. So, so we can know like who we should go to first. If somebody has a specific story, that's kind of cool on this topic. Uh, obviously Shady has a lot of stories. So sometimes we'll go to him or if it's a Cowboys topic, it makes sense to go to Dave first. So we're sort of a hybrid where we do a ton of prep overall obviously which all the shows do but we do some of it together and the bulk of it apart and but it's a longer meeting and a more involved meeting than undisputed so we truly are the hybrid of those two styles and it works for our show because we have more people on our show in four and there's you know two on obviously on either of those shows and the show length our show is an hour and a half Undisputed is two and a half hours. Obviously, Heard is three hours. And also, Heard is a radio show. So the format is really different between Heard and Undisputed, which is a debate show. So it makes sense for them not to really know where they're, what they're really going to say. Like, they need to just kind of know the direction that each other is going in. And Heard, it's really important to kind of flush all of it out because you have a lot of time to fill. So you want to make sure that, you know, the topics that you have will fill that time. So every show has such different structure and beats that the prep is different, but that's, that's sort of where we are, which is like a hybrid of the two of those styles. Yeah. And I guess it is important as well that you don't talk about, about the topics maybe too much, because if there is sort of takes that you want to give, you don't want to give that away because you want the reaction from the, 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 the co-host to be organic and maybe not manufactured as if they've heard it before. Right. Right. Well, sometimes we just were so passionate about the topic. It just doesn't matter. or We're going to react the same regardless. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to kind of drop something on somebody on TV and know, you know, that, that organic response is, is fun also. So, um, so look, listen, Joy, very last question. Uh, who's going to win on Sunday? So honest answer. I don't know yet. I, I usually save my pick for Friday before the Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's a lot that can happen between now and then, but I really, I truly think they're very evenly matched teams. A lot of people are kind of selling the chiefs as underdogs in this game, which I am not buying. I don't think that the chiefs roster is as bad as everyone is saying it is. And they also have Travis Kelsey and Andy Reed. So outside of Mahomes, they, they have some, some pretty impressive weapons and return players that have been in the system for a while. So they're kind of trying to build it like that. Like it's a scrappy underdog chiefs. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not buying that. 
the the roster for Philadelphia is very deep for sure. And they have some Super Bowl winning players that were there when they won in 2017, 2018. But, you know, for every position, you know, you've got Andy Reid versus Nick Sirianni. Okay. It's way more experience championship, you know, whatever. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Obviously Patrick Mahomes is the best young player in the league you know, what's your best, best quarterback in the league. What's, what is Jalen Hurts going to do in this game? He's, you know, he's an all pro this year also, but then you just go down top to bottom. I think they've, they've had really similar seasons and I think it's, I'm hoping for a really great game. You know, I don't, I'm not a fan of either of these teams in the sense that like, I'm a fan of the Dolphins or the Steelers, you know, Um, I, I love what both of these organizations have done this year. So uh, I know I'm skirting around your answer, but I just really think this is like, if, I can't be outraged for anyone's pick. There are some mm. Super Bowls where I'm like, are you serious? Like, obviously this team's going to win, but this is not one of those situations. So um, I'm looking forward to watching hopefully a really great game. And uh, cause the, you know, the championship weekend was a, it was a little, you know, disappointing. I mean, the second half of Bengals chiefs was, was exciting, but you know, I'm hoping that, you know, as fans, we just get to watch a really great game. But I, I, I will give my pick on Friday, for sure. probably during the show. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly don't know what I'm, which way I'm going as of yet. <laughs> That's okay. Who do you That's guys think? Right. Uh, ooh, see, now we're putting us, oh, we're not giving our pick until Friday. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> There's no scoops. There's no scoops going today. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know. See, I know who Fionn would prefer to win because Fionn's actually a Commanders fan, so he doesn't want the Eagles to win. I know that for sure. Um, For me, like, there's no ill will or anything for that being a Seahawks fan, so I don't mind. So, I don't know. I I like Andy Reid, so I would like the Chiefs to win. So, I'd say the Chiefs. Well, there you go. You guys are, you know, you guys are already feuding. There we go. That's what it's all about. Oh, we always are. (laughs) We always are. That's what makes it a good show. So we, we're always at each other's neck a little bit. But um, Joy, listen, we really appreciate the time you've given us today. Um, we hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. We are. We hope you enjoy Ireland as well when you are over. Thank you. Cobblestone, right? The cobblestone. cobblestone. Yeah. Don't worry. Cobblestone. I will. Okay. I will. I will email you that there um, as soon as we're finished so that we that you know for sure um, and if you haven't already booked before have a look at Jemison for those different tours that you can do I would really recommend the cocktail making class it's really good okay I will look into both of those my friend actually sent the itinerary earlier today so I'm going to tell her to add that stuff <laughs> cool. excellent stuff excellent listen again thanks so much enjoyed Super Bowl weekend um, like I said enjoy uh, Ireland when you get over thank you guys thank you for having me thank you